0: Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is the Daily Dollar. On this episode of the Daily Dollar. I'm chatting through the key differences between eating for weight loss and eating for health and well-being. Welcome back to the Daily Dollar podcast team. Hope you're having an awesome day. This is part two of talking through the differences between the dietary strategies for losing weight and that of just being a healthy eater and maximizing your health and well-being. For those of you who are tuning into the show, or most of you have probably met me, hey, but if you're a newbie, welcome. Welcome back to the show, to you old listeners as well. My name's Kate Freeman. I'm a registered nutritionist, and I've been helping people lose weight for the most part of my career and adult life. And so I know all about losing weight, the different dietary strategies that you can use to lose weight. All the ways that you can get it to work for you. But what I'm most passionate about is helping you put eating habits, routines, and behaviors into your life that are easy and realistic for you to do long term. And so, one of the challenges that pops up is the fact that people are making changes to their eating habits. They feel like they're eating healthier, but they're not getting weight loss results. And, you know, it's challenging because in the absence of doing a diet program or a really set structure of program or a shake diet that really puts a huge amount of control over what you're eating. Yeah. It can be super frustrating to not have that structure and, and just want to make small healthy changes, but then it not result in, in what you're wanting to achieve. And so I talked about in the previous episode, just sort of two key elements of eating because I want to take a really holistic approach to eating and we talked about what to eat and when to eat and that those two pieces of advice around that don't actually differ between weight loss um, and maintaining a healthy weight. Um, It's all about maximizing diet quality for both assuming that you want to lose weight in a healthy way and then just finding the meal timing that works best for you. So look, What we're going to cover in today's episode is how to eat and then how much to eat. And so if we think about how to eat, right, how you eat is actually, in my opinion, is almost as important as as what you eat, because how you eat is about mindfulness. It's about being present at meals and snacks, you know, savouring mouthfuls, really um, engaging in the sensory experience of eating. It's removing distractions. It's listening to your body. So it's it's finding food when you're hungry. It's stopping eating when you're full. And and how you eat, you know, whether it's in the car or at the dinner table or at the desk or in front of the TV or with a smartphone in your hands, how you eat does have an impact on just how you you rate that meal, how full and satisfied you feel, your your general food choices at that meal and then at subsequent meals. Like it's, it's really quite complex um, psychology and behaviour stuff, really. And it fascinates me. But when it comes to the goal of weight loss and the goal of healthy eating, how you eat is mostly the same across both goals, except for one key distinction is that weight loss requires an energy deficit. So for both goals, it's a good idea to remove distractions while you eat and just focus on your food. It's a really good idea to be fully present at meals and snacks and not have a smartphone in your hand or or try not to eat while you're driving, right, or doing other things. You know, it's a really great idea to slow down your eating, to savour mouthfuls and, and just enjoy the flavour of what you're eating. For both, both goals is a good idea to do that. But when it comes to weight loss and this this need to create the energy deficit so that your body will then go and find that the lacking energy from your fat stores, essentially because there needs to be less energy coming into your body through food than is being expended on a day-to-day, week-to-week and month-to-month basis, it means that there will be times during weight loss periods where you're in that deficit that you'll feel hungry and unsatisfied. And the idea of, you know, being mindful and in particular listening to your body about what you want to eat and, and you know, s- stopping when you're full or eating when you're hungry means that, you know, there will be times where you'll feel hungry and unsatisfied, but you've, you've hit your calorie quota for the day. And so, you know, listening to your body and eating because you're hungry may mean that your deficit is removed for that day. Now, the thing is, right, Because you might think, oh, that's really depressing, right? How can I have those two things not smooshed together? And if if you're an intuitive eater or you're a dietician that promotes this sort of philosophy around eating, stay with me, I'm not disagreeing with it because I actually think intuitive eating and listening to your body is key. I just think that the creation of a deficit just will generally mean because you're bringing in less energy than your body needs is that you are just going to feel hungry. And so the nature of listening to that call will potentially mean that that deficit goes away for that day, or maybe you're having a hungry week. um, Right. And so, but the thing is, I reckon if you're taking a really long-term approach to your weight loss. So if you're happy for the weight to just slowly decrease and things and just chip away at it over time and it be a whole of life process for you, then it's absolutely fine. But if, if, you are like, I have to lose weight friggin' in the next six weeks and it needs to be fast and I've got to get results, then mindfulness and intuitive eating will probably not get you the results that you want because weight loss will be slower if you are doing this. However, and it often also depends on how often you do it. So like if over a 12-week period you listen to your hunger while you're in a deficit and three days out of 12 weeks you're not in a deficit because you ate something because you're hungry. Depending on what you ate in those times, you're likely to still be in a deficit overall and still lose weight over those 12 weeks. However, if two to three times a week over those 12 weeks, so we're talking 36 times in that 12-week period, you listen to your hunger and you grab something to eat. And depending on what you choose to eat, it's highly likely that the deficit will just not be there overall. And you won't have lost very much weight if anything over that 12 week period, which can be super frustrating. And so I just want you to be mindful of when it comes to how you eat, if it's just wanting to maintain your weight, which is my goal. If I'm feeling hungry and I know that it's genuine hunger. I'm not emotional or I'm not bored. And I know that dinner is in an hour, but I just think, I don't, I can't wait. I will go and find myself something extra to eat. However, if fat loss was my goal and I wanted to get leaner, I'd have to ignore that hunger. And I'd wait until my meal when I was going to give myself a more nourishing meal, more aligned with my goals. And so that's where the differences between eating for just general health and well-being and weight maintenance like long-term eating is, is going to be different from having a specific goal of wanting to lose weight. So the thing is, right, and this is where sort of my philosophy around weight loss has come in after so many years of helping people, is I, I love helping people take a long-term approach because I've never actually met anybody who's done an eight-week strict program and then managed to keep it off. Everybody at some point is going to have to learn how to eat well for the rest of their lives. And so, yeah, I think if you're happy for your weight loss to be slower, it means that you can incorporate some of this advice around intuitive eating and listening to your body. And if you are feeling hungry is finding something to eat. But if you're smart about what you choose to eat and you're know you you're able to still you know be clever with creating your energy deficit overall, you'll actually still get results. And in fact, I would argue that this is better to get the slow results because you've started to f- build food confidence and and make choices around food based on, you know, your immediate wants and needs, but then you're also your long-term goals as well. So, but if you're wanting to lose weight, but you're, you know, getting hungry and choosing something to eat all the time, then you're, you're more closer to sort of mimicking maintenance behavior, which is an important skill, but you're just not going to lose weight. And so, I guess if yeah if you're thinking about oh I don't know if I'm getting weight loss results I'm being I'm doing intuitive eating I'm trying to listen to my body fantastic I think that's amazing and I want you to be encouraged to keep doing that but it may not be quite enough to create the deficit required to lose weight and so I don't know you just want to think about where you want to give and take there to get the results that you want to so now I want to get into how much you eat and this is really where the key differences start to appear. So we've talked about what to eat and when to eat and how to eat and all the importance of these sort of aspects of eating. But how much is the key Is the key distinction between eating for weight maintenance and general health and well-being and eating to lose body fat? And so as I've previously discussed, weight loss requires the creation of a significant and a consistent energy deficit sustained over the long term. So this means that how much you eat is very important for weight loss, and it's different from how you eat to maintain your weight and just be a healthy eater. So the thing is, is that you you have to be really careful about how you measure this. So your body weight trend over a three to nine month period, so long term, is a good indication of your energy balance. So if over three to nine months There's a slow increase in your weight. You're eating in a surplus, so too much food. And even if it's healthy food and good quality, like you're well nourished, right? But you're still in a surplus, your weight's increasing over time. And this is like a three to nine month period. If your weight's stable over three to nine months, you're eating in a balance, just enough food. And if you've achieved weight loss over a three to nine month period, even if it's small, you're eating in a deficit. And so, you know, doing a really honest food diary you know, occasionally, and just monitoring your weight over those long periods of time can give you a pretty good indication of what your overall dietary pattern is sort of geared towards either weight gain, weight maintenance, or weight loss. I want to stress here how important it is that you don't use daily and weekly weight fluctuations as a measure for this, right? So your, your, your weight's going to change with, you know, whether you need to do a wee or a poo or your premenstrual or when you've eaten things or your glycogen levels and your fluid levels, right? So check out my colleague Claire article, it's in the show notes if you want to read it. But if you use your day-to-day and week-to-week weight fluctuations to gauge your energy balance, this will frustrate you because it's not actually a true picture of what's going on. Your body weight can only tell the story of your energy balance over the long term, not the short term. And so, with this in mind, is know that you can absolutely be eating healthily, high diet quality, lots of whole foods, lots of veggies. You're limiting your ultra processed foods. You're not eating out. There's not much takeaway, right? But you're still not losing weight, and it's simply because you're not creating an energy deficit, or you're not doing it consistently enough. And the thing that's important to remember here is it's not one food to blame. It's just the cumulative energy overall, because. All foods contain a, an amount of energy and that's not a bad thing. Calories are calories. We we can't survive without them. So rather than sort of trying to blame a food or cut something major out, is it often when I talk to people they just need to do really small tweaks to what they're currently doing and that's key. So you don't have to, you know, make major changes. Often it's just small reductions to most of the things that you're eating or the or the foods that you eat regularly. So some things that can really help is um, portion control. And I know a lot of people who from the Weight Watchers or dieting days, weighing and measuring out food portions can be really triggering for you. So look, be really mindful of this. I've seen posts on social media that are like, if you weigh out your food, you've got an eating disorder. And I would fundamentally disagree with that. But I do believe that, that any behaviour that becomes controlling and obsessive isn't helpful. So, but I weigh and measure out particular foods just so I can get awareness over how much I'm eating um, because I do have a particular goal around maintaining my weight. And I am noticing as I'm getting older towards my low 30s, towards 40 and, you know, being less active than I have been in the past, that it is easy for me to eat more than I need in a day. And so I still portion control even for weight maintenance. So, you know, and a good example of this is salmon, um, 150 grams of salmon has 100 calories more than 100 grams. And if you're doing this with, you know, four or five different foods across the day, healthy foods, salmon is healthy, right? It could be avocado, nuts, seeds, uh, meat, dairy, fruit, rice, bread, pasta, oats, potato, all nutritious foods, that they all contain energy and depending on the portion you have of these foods will then ultimately influence your total energy intake throughout the day. So tune in for the third and final installment of this little series on the distinction between eating for weight loss and healthy eating, because I just want to go into more of the practical stuff that can help you really get where you want to go um, and start to make some changes to your diet to achieve the, the goals and things that you want to achieve. Have an awesome day, team. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au.